Good Wednesday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner and special guest Tony Iruli in studio to talk a little sports with us. Welcome in, Coach. Great to be here. All right, just finishing up my uh, uh, Dunkin' Donut right now, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm ready to go. Hey, they, they get business on Wednesdays. That's our that's our visit day, I think. Well, and, uh, I tell you what, it was packed there at uh, 5.30 <laughs> in the morning. I couldn't believe there was about eight people in front of me. Which wow. ones you settle on, Tony? Um, uh, I had the uh, glazed donuts. Yeah, just to stay nice and simple. Nice way. and simple. Uh, yeah, Denzo's getting back underway today, so I good. would say a lot of people's gonna gonna be the the good leader and bring their their guys donuts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they'll take, they'll take good care. I it's, and it's in you know with the virus and all that. It's great starting to see things slowly starting to come back towards normal and all that. It's still we still got a long ways to go, but it, it's it's encouraging to see. Uh, this starting to happen. Yeah, and and you know, kind of to speak to that. And good morning, Boone. By the way, you doing okay? Yeah, I've got a greeting and a salutation for you. I know. All right. You want to start with one? Two for one. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> like, is there a story with it? But uh, you, you know what? What I like is I was talking to my father-in-law the other yeah. day, and he was like, you know, because he he's older, and he was like, you know, I'd really like this thing to get back to ground zero before things start. And I said, it's here now. There is yeah. no ground zero. So it's 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 another one of those how do you live with COVID now? I mean it's it's one of those deals. It's moved in. Now sure. it's about dealing with it and staying safe in lieu of. You right. know, because it's it's bro it's opened some eyes as far as, you know, handling things and how just your just that that close contact, how that, that can be a risk and shaking hands and what have you. So it's a matter of, of us mitigating that risk from here on out and, and there'll be a time and you know i, I got belief in yeah. in science and and things that we'll get a vaccine we'll get a cure or what have you but until then we've got to mitigate those risks we've got to limit where we go we've mm-hmm. got to do what we can to be safe but yeah these things have to move on businesses have to work they have to have their thing absolutely you know the hit it's taken the uh, on, on the economy and and social life and you know whether you, people are working at a restaurant my wife you know she you know you know she's uh, upset because you know she's she wants to get her nails done and hair done and, and those people who work uh, at nail salons and uh, and uh, barber shops and places like this they got to still wait it out and it affects a lot of different people in different ways and and uh, you know we're just anxious to get back to normal did you hear did you hear Boone that they were going to keep the uh, the haircut in places and they call it close contact businesses uh, they're going to keep it shut down till May the 29th except uh, the Knox County Oh really? They're going to open. They're, they're going to open it up. Well, I'm going to uh, so, go to Knox County. Yeah, for, yeah, for some reason, Knox County, they're going to open it up, and uh, but the other places, uh, most of the rest of the state, it's going to be closed down until uh, like May 31st. Well, see, here's the thing, and 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 I'm no uh, I'm no methodologist yeah. or whatever you want to call it, but I mean that just seems like an easy one to do. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. You cut one person's hair, you can have one or two in the chair, given the size of your uh, your business. And then when when one leaves, you add one, and it's kind of an appointment only kind sure, of thing. Sure. So I 
I don't know. I feel like those are people that are probably struggling the the, most. Exactly right. I mean, you know, they they work on their appointments and uh, the the, the amount of haircuts that or uh, uh, nail replacements that they do per day. And and, uh, those are people that you feel sorry for. And now they got to wait it out a little bit longer. And, you know, it's it's just. it's strange times we live in and uh you know you just got to be able to hope that uh we'll be able to pull through this uh you know quickly tony you're getting a little shaggy there should we pull out a a (laughs) i said i'm not gonna i'm gonna wait till my uh barber is back in business and uh you know i'm gonna be uh i'm gonna wait here so my hair is starting to curl up a little bit carol (laughs) said i'm starting to look like a hippie so uh you know it's back to my college days boone i you know boone i uh i let laura cut my hair a few weeks ago and i'm I'm just now recovering and uh (laughs) but uh it's it's uh it's not bad she really did a good job i give her a hard time though but uh, but guys, you know, I will say, and it's it's not that I would have taken COVID to to get this, but man, we've had we're gonna have three really good conversations with Coach I really that wouldn't have happened had had there not been this yeah. stoppage. So building relationships and things still have gone on during this this time, and we're excited to get you in here one more time and, and enjoy it. And uh, what we're gonna start with, guys, is 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 a former Vol, Dustin Colquitt. Who uh, you know, fifteen years with the the Kansas City Chiefs. He was the longest tenured Chief uh, for a long time. I mean, for the last two years, probably the 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 leading point scorer in Chiefs history, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he gets cut yesterday. Uh, he gets released by the Chief after fifteen years. And, and one of those situations, Boone, I thought it was ironic. Has it been that long? Yeah, yeah. I, we were talking there yesterday, and Boone, Boone kind of Boone is a connoisseur of NFL. Boone likes a lot of different teams, but he That's said, right. "He said you probably don't know this, but my team is the Chiefs." And I said, D- "I'm asking you right here on live live radio. Does that stick after them cutting a, a 15 year vault?" Yeah, I mean, I go back to Bobby Bell, outside <laughs> linebacker. Uh, he could he could throw a football 80 yards. He could throw it over a mountain. Do you remember that, Tony? <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, those Chiefs in, in our days when we were growing up. I mean, they're you know. With Len Dawson, Bobby Buck, Bell, and Buck Buchanan, remember him? Buck Buchanan and Otis Taylor. I mean, guys. I mean, those guys are just Curly Culp, uh, Ed Podolak. That's right. Six Running feet, back, number forty. Like, I just feet, like to have that jersey. I bet you it went from shoulder to shoulder. Podolak. Do you well, remember <laughs> number forty? Yes, I Tony. Do you remember the punter that uh, Mr. Colquitt broke his record of? Uh, was a Stein. Barker or something like that was that him or uh, for the Chiefs? You're thinking of uh, Jan Stenerud. Jan Stenerud, the place no, that's, that's a kicker. Yeah, Gerald Wilson. It, it's really hard to remember him, but he had the uh, the the buzz. But Boone remembers it. I'll just let Boone, you know. Boone's got it down. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it hurt my feelings, Wayno. Um, you know, it, I didn't see it coming. I went through like three different stages yeah. of emotion, Coach yeah. and, and, and Boone. I, I went through a, about three stages of emotion. One, I was like. Are you kidding me? It was kind of the not on the same grand scale, but it was Peyton not getting re-signed with the Colts. It was Eric Berry getting cut by the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. It was it was that whole how could you do that for somebody who's given so much to your organization? You got to remember the, the NFL, like most professional teams, it's a business. Oh yeah, yeah, and that was that was it's stage, a business. That and, was you know, stage the two. is very. <laughs> Very uh, not what you think, yeah. you know, on both sides. I mean, I, I really think it, it uh, just kind of came down to his salary. I think it oh, was, absolutely. It was uh, financially based. I mean, you know, he's making, what, three, four million dollars uh, kicking for the uh, Chiefs. They can probably get him someone free agent, free agent 
for yeah. $600,000. Right. And sooner or later, that becomes the bottom line. And I really think that's kind of the case here. Oh, absolutely. And I think, Boone, when you look at Mahomes and you look at, at that draft class that they're about to have to get out of their rookie deal, some of these guys are looking to get paid. And and for, for that fact, yeah, if you can trim the cap at sure. the kicker position. And, and the guys they signed, they signed Tommy Townsend out of Florida, and then they signed another guy, a free agent move across the, the league. It's one of those deals. If you can shave three and a half, four mil off of, of, of your kicking position, sure. you can put it on Mahomes. Well, remember, you got Ty- Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I mean, he's, his contract's going to be coming up uh, pretty good. One day when we got a lot of time, Tyreek Hill was almost at Carson Newman. Really? Yes. And wow. uh, when we uh, when we get some time, it's going to take me about 15 minutes to explain <laughs> the whole scenario and all that. And still some of us, us coaches at Carson Newman, we still kind of shake our head. And uh, so uh, uh, that's a uh, story we'll get to somewhere, sometime down the road. Absolutely. Hey, Tony, I got yeah. a good one here. Uh, $1.3 million for his first three years. But then he, he changes to that rugby-style kicker. He has two punts. And uh, – in 2008, he got five-year contract for $8.5 million. and this blew me away. In 2013, he got a five-year contract for right at $19 million. That's pretty That's good. That's some expensive, and he was yeah. the highest-paid punter in the NFL. Right, right. They're trying to sign Mahomes long-term. That's a lot of money they they can save there. Yep, you know, you're talking about saving probably about $4 million by going to a – a rookie free agent uh, kick a punter for the Chiefs, and that's it's a business. Yeah, and the thing is, even if he's even if he's seventy percent of what Dustin gave you, what's that equate to? You know, three or four bad punts a, a season. I mean, Correct. is that? And, and the thing is, you've got a punt coverage team for a reason. Yeah, and you know he he's going to be able. Someone's going to pick him up. You know, he's too good, and there's going to be a, a team with a need and as for a punter. He'll get picked. You know, example of his Venetary for the, the New England Patriots. All the great kicks he would make, and finally they had to cut him loose because his salary is getting too big. Right. And so he's been with the Colts for the past 10 years or so, and he's like, shoot, 46, 47 <laughs> years old. Those kickers, if they're good, they can go for a long time. Who was it that looked a lot older than he really was that I always thought, I'm like, this guy, this guy's – Quite a bit old. Rob Baronis, that's who it was. Remember, remember Rob. He like he he was for the Titans for a long time. Oilers and then Titans. Oh, he was great. Uh, he but he balded like at like thirty. Really? <laughs> so really? He, when he pulled that helmet off, you're like, Ooh, wow. Yeah, really. Somebody, that's our guy. Somebody's papaws out there <laughs> kicking, but but uh, you, you know, I think kickers they'll land somewhere, and and sure. and that was the back half stage of my emotion. So it was, I can't believe they did this. It's a business. Who did they replace him with? I understand. Three million over a five-year contract. That's fifteen you can put towards Patrick. I mean, it's right, it's, right. Yeah, you know. And so, anyway, and then the back half was like, "Hey, Broncos, you just cut a couple punters. Go ahead and go there, out there and get your him. guy." And they're in the the same division, so that would be perfect. I mean, you're just happy that uh, he was there uh, when they won the. Uh, uh, the Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely. Because he deserved to get that ring being there for that long. And that, that you, you, you know, even though he's leaving, you're, you are happy that uh, he was there to get the ring. Oh, absolutely. And, and his dad still looks at him and goes, I got one on each hand. Yeah, I got that's one right. On each hand. It's a great family. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but Boone, what, what do you think? I, I don't know that he goes to the Broncos. I think, I think there's plenty of other, there's landing spots that we don't even know are going to be open. Sure. Because when a Dustin Colquitt comes onto the market, you, you know, I don't know that there's anybody that's ever like a kicker away. Mm-hmm. I think there's guys that are quarterbacks away or wide receivers away. But I think there's there's certain bit of um, 
when you're building, you know, yeah. like a Carolina, like a sure. like a Washington, you know, they've got a, a new regime. I think when you're building, you'd like to be able to close one of those uh, those room doors. Correct. Be like special teams is done. That's right. You know, the, uh, coach uh, coaches don't they don't want to keep continually worrying about their special teams. You know, their kicker or their punter, and you, you you'll see it that a team probably goes with three or four place kickers mm. during a season because they just don't have the guy and all this. You know, they can go ahead and sign uh, Colquitt and be done and not worry about it for the next four or five years. Mm-hmm. And that's just a, a big relief off the shoulders of the uh, entire coaching staff. Hey, Tony I'm uh, and Wayne, I'm, I'm torn. I, I see it two ways. How many people want to go out and check the little box that says Super Bowl champ. So many guys that don't mm-hmm. get to do that. And he owns – Will Shields was a big offensive lineman. Tony, I'm sure you probably yep. remember him. He went into the Hall of Fame. He had the, the record for most games in a Chief uniform. Uh, Colquitt breaks it. And Colquitt's just a great guy. Uh, he started a fun, uh, foundation for kids, poverty level, uh, Needed some expensive uh, work on their teeth. Flat did not have the money. We're going to lose their self-esteem. What does he do? He uh, funds this. Yeah, that's that's just a great thing. He was up for Walt, Walter Payton Award twice, and uh, but guys, you you got to admit this. Uh, the big deal is how much are the Chiefs going to miss him? He, uh, Tony, did, did you ever call your uh, your holder the uh, the kicker whisperer? We've heard of a horse whisperer and a <laughs> snake whisperer. He whispers those magical, soothing words to the place kicker. They they made so much fun of him because guys he, he never did the when this Kansas City offense got so prolific, yeah. he was not even on the field unless he was holding for an extra point or a field goal. And and that's a good thing. You know, believe it or not, for much of my career I I've been a kicking coach. Mm-hmm. You know, during the years where I was with Terry Bowden at Sanford and in Shippensburg and all that and uh and, you know it's and my knowledge of kicking is extremely limited. If our kicker <laughs> missed the field goal to the left, I would come up to him and say, okay, aim a little bit more to the right. I mean, that was <laughs> right. my knowledge. But I, I was really big in, in terms of special teams coverage and all that. And so, uh, you know, so you know, my background is being able to work with special teams and having that kicker who's consistent. And you don't have to worry about, is he going to shank one? Is he going to make a, a, a really a poor kick on the kickoff line drive? I mean, it, it's it's – Relieves a lot of pressure off a team, and it makes your your overall team structure much more solid. Hey, Wayne, what do you what do you bet that uh, Coach Reed was actually thinking? We can go ahead and let him go because this this offense just goes up and down the field at will. Yeah, I, I think you know Andy Reed's kind of a, a flashy off. Well, he's not flashy. It was shirts more flashy. Yeah, than yeah, his. yeah. But uh, you, you know, I think he just understands that he's got a he's got an engine that's ready to run with Tyreek Hill, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and then who who'd they just add? They drafted somebody. Oh, the 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 running back from from LSU. Um, I oh yeah, remember. he's got three names. The I can't remember. Back. Yeah, uh, but uh, but but what I'm saying is is he's got a piece of of, of pie out there that he's got to keep that engine moving. And, and if you look down, Travis Kelsey, the tight end. Yeah, and and, and really trimming this, he's going to save two mil just this year in in the last year of of Colquitt's contract. And, and it's one of those that he can put towards a Tyree kill towards whatever sure. he can have. And then he's still got. I remember. What was it? Four or five years ago. I mean, he's got a number one overall pick in Eric Fisher. 
sitting on that offensive line. So there's there's guys that you got to take care of in in that realm too. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I love what what Dustin said. Uh, on his Twitter because and, and he's another one of those former Vols that's just class. I yeah. mean, it's one of those guys. He says, "I've enjoyed my time in Chiefs Kingdom. All things come to an end sometimes sooner than you hoped, prayed, or even pleaded for yeah. them to." Yeah. He said, "I've missed walking into the building and smelling the coffee, talking to everyone, and it took me forever to weave through some of the most loving people you'd ever hope to work with. I was a young kid when I first walked into Arrowhead." And he said the indoor facility used to be 70 yards. He said holding this post for 15 years has been an honor. And he said, I'll never take it for granted. I was like, that's a moment right there. That, that's a class way to, to make a departing speech, but you can tell read between the lines. <laughs> I didn't want to leave. Do, didn't want to leave. It probably caught him by surprise. Uh, it's, and uh, and, and he, he's hurting. And, but, uh, he, you know, he'll he's good enough where he's going to overcome it. And, uh, he's, you know, he can be – Still in the NFL for the next five to eight years. Well, and I think I think Boone and you you can speak to this. It's like Peyton when he got he got sure. released by the the Colts. You, there's a I think there's a pendulum that that switches right. Like so, like even with Eli, I think that's why he chose to retire. But when you sit there and you're like, okay, you're in the league and and you made it through the first four or five years, maybe into your second contract, pretty good. And you're really in your mind, you're like, you know what, I'm. I really want to retire right here. And, and that's your mindset, and you kind of plan and do for that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'd say the first couple of years, you're probably renting a place to live. Right. Because right. you just don't know what's going on. Now you've bought a place, kids are in school, the whole nine. And and then you get to that 10 year mark, and you're like, I'm going to sell this thing on out. Right, right. And then all of a sudden, either whether it's an injury, whether it's business, what have you. All that gets disrupted. I mean, it's it's got to be a little unnerving to, to to think of that business side because I think when you're good and when you're the bargain deal, yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, you ain't got nowhere to go, Dustin. You're right here. Yeah. But then when the rubber meets the road, it's like, yeah. <laughs> and, and you, you got to think about it also you know, family-wise. You know, He's been there 15 years. So say he just got married within the first two or three years being at Kansas City. He's got kids. Yeah. They're all – He's they, got five kids, Tony. You five kids. Now you know it's a lot more than you know. They're right in the middle, either high school or junior high. Now you're talking about uprooting your family to go to a different place, and knowing the fact that you know he may be there another four or five years, and now you know that happening. I mean, you know, as a football coach, I mean, you know, I experienced too. We were very fortunate with me throughout my year. Whenever I had to move to a different job or position, it was sort of like when my kids were just leaving junior high, going to high school. So it was always a good. It, it, it wasn't as tough as it's probably going to be with Colcut with a lot of his family members. Right. Yeah. Well, then he just needs to go to Nashville. He just go needs to, to get signed that, with the that Titans. Would be, that would be a beautiful can, thing. And he could just come back, live around here, and then when he retires, he's already here. Well, hey guys, here's my favorite quote in his profile. Is four words, and based on what I read about Mister Dustin Colquitt, I, I bet he insisted that this be in there. Colquitt is a Christian. I love that part. Also, even better in the NFL history, guys. Process this little short thought here. He's third in the entire NFL history. Four hundred and sixty-two punts. He downed inside the twenty yard line, coffin corner specialist. Yeah, he's a uh, a specialist. <laughs> yeah. it's, that's it's, unbelievable. Sure, and, and don't you think that there's there are teams out there that know that yeah. and say, hey, we got to get that well. And you know, you made a comment earlier. 
you know, Chiefs are different teams where not, you know, four or five years ago, you know, he's probably punting the ball 70, 80 times at least, you know, during the season, if not more like this. Oh, now absolutely. he may be punting the ball only about 30, 40 times throughout the year because of their offense. And so it's just uh, – His first year he punted 96 times. Yeah. And then uh, two years later it was half of that because our first year with Mahomes at quarterback. I'll tell you this, guys. It's it's how times are changing. Yeah. You remember when the Chiefs went uh, – I want to say they went something like six games, six, seven weeks without a wide receiver touchdown. Yeah. And Dwayne Bow broke that. I remember – but. And now that team's your reigning Super Bowl champ. They five years ago they had a number one overall pick. Yep. Now they're the Super Bowl champs. Yeah, it's just it's it's the business side of the NFL. And and Dustin got bit by it yesterday, but he'll land somewhere nice. But uh, it's just fun to kind of bang that around for a little bit. You know, they can have two punters, one for distance and uh, one the rugby soccer style, where you, uh, like say at the thirty-five yard line when you want to pin him in there, bring in uh, Dustin. I still think he needs to go to Nashville. I've just that's that's the greatest fit for kids. That's the greatest yep. fit for us. It's just it works. Go to the Titans. He's thirty eight years old. Part of me says you've done everything you want to. It's so hard to come out though when you win that Super Bowl. You're on top of the mountain. Absolutely. Absolutely. But guys, let's take us a quick break. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, I want to dig into to- coach Tony Iruli's brain a little bit about the NFL draft, how he watched it, because normally This is spring football time for Carson Newman, so did he get to take it in any differently, and what was his thoughts on the 2020 draft? We'll take a break. Listen to these fine sponsors. We'll be back. You're listening to the Wednesday Grind. We'll be right back. Hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. At the Blood Partnership, we're working to keep people safe and informed about the recent outbreak of COVID-19, the coronavirus. We know that as members of the community, businesses are experiencing unexpected challenges, and we're committed to providing as much support as possible. Find business and community information on our website at www.bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work, or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. 
For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner and Coach Tony Iruli as we grind it out here on the uh, the Wednesday edition uh, of the grind. Guys, welcome back in. Uh, Coach, again, thanks always uh, for what you uh, you give up to come in here early. Tony comes in here live. Coach Tony comes in here live every time, and uh, and he's got this donut tradition that I'm I'm really cool with keeping on. Uh, and uh, it's always awesome. Enjoying it too. <laughs> it's always been fun to to kind of have that going. But uh, but coach, this this year was a little different. I mean, yeah. th- this year in general, like twenty twenty, it, it's that old uh, you, you know uh, you know that whole we've never seen this before. We'll hold this, watch this yeah, <laughs> kind yeah. of situation. That's what twenty twenty's been uh, in 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 reality all across the board. But but coach, this is normally spring practice time for Carson Newman. So. Mm-hmm. One, tell the listeners a little bit of how you normally would take in a draft. I mean, I, and for coaches, it's always interesting to me of what that looks like because for me, it's a Broncos fan, it's a Tennessee fan, it's it's where are my guys going versus who are what's my team doing, right? Right, right. And, and for you, it's a little different. You're close to the cuff, like the Lenore Ryan kid that got drafted. Yeah, Kyle I mean, Duggar. Yeah, you saw him the last four years. Oh, but. yeah. What a great player he is. I mean, he was the the first choice. I mean, he he picked up. Uh, early in the second round by New England Patriots. And, uh, I mean, he, he was such a dominating force at Lenore Ryan. You know, we've faced him for the past four years. And, boy, they've they, they got a great one. And I believe he's going to be a, 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 
Patriot for many years, and uh, you just like how he played. He was all you know. He would turn kicks, kickoffs. Uh, he was dominant force in the secondary. So uh, that was a great pickup for New England. Hey Tony, uh, you actually uh, you had a close up. I, I heard the uh, commentator say someone from a you know a lower school really has to jump out at the film. Sure, I understand uh, you possibly got a close up look at him. Yeah, yeah. I was when I was a, a head coach. I, at uh, Limestone, you know, uh, you know, we knew that he was a prolific uh, returner. So all week, I'm telling my punter, do not kick the ball down the middle. Put put everything either on the sideline or outside the hash. Just pin him in there in the corner when he got kicked. If you kick the ball 35 yards down the field and it goes out of bounds, that's that's fine. And so, uh, very first punt we had, he kicked the ball right down the stinking middle. And he turned it back for a touchdown, and that was the last punt he made for the rest of the game. <laughs> Are you saying he rode the pine? He rode the pine, and he deserved it. Should have, should have got his pack, uh, bags packing and get the heck out of there. Oh, but wow. uh, it was uh, you know, just, a great, just a great player. And I'm, I'm excited for seeing someone from the Division II level uh, be able to get drafted, especially being drafted uh, high in the second round. One thing that just speaks to to take care of your business, and you can you can get that. Uh, you, you know, that's a that's a that was awesome to see because when when they popped his name up there, Lenore Ryan's a name I knew. Sure, but I was like, I wonder if they played Carson Newman, and when yeah, it popped yeah, up, yeah. I saw the the SAC on his on yeah, his jersey, yeah. and I went, look yeah, at that, yeah. yeah. And I know a lot. You know, back in the mid nineties, I was a runner up for a head coaching job at Lenore Ryan. I interviewed over there, and so uh, I've been there. Many times, and uh, you know, it's it's they've been outstanding, especially the last two three years, and so it's it's a huge rivalry uh, between uh, us and us and Lenore Ryan. Put you on the spot a little bit, Tony. Sure. They said uh, Belichick reached a little bit. Take a stand on that and defend it <laughs> for uh, that for, 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 for that pick. Yeah. Well, I, I think Belichick is very thorough in uh, uh, his his picks. I mean, he just especially a second round pick. And, uh, you know, he's been successful for so many years. It's hard to say, uh, you know, why are you doing it and kind of doubting why he's doing something. You know, his, his big thing after the draft was, uh, you know, who's going to be their quarterback now for the uh, uh, New England? Uh, you know, they didn't, pick, they didn't pick a quarterback over there. And uh, I know that uh, the quarterback that's, uh, that's returning back you know, he kind of likes, even though he doesn't have very much uh, uh, experience uh, throwing the ball. And so uh, he's going to be, a, you know, you know, Belichick's the guy that's, you know, you say, okay, you know, there's a reason why he's doing it. And uh, so evidently, you know, for him to go and get a guy from the Division Two level in the second round, you know he did his homework. Well, and Boone, Boone uh, you can say this about Belichick. You can, you can tell this from his wardrobe. He doesn't really care what people think. No. <laughs> no and I loved it uh, during the picks. Uh, you know, he had his dog. Did you see that? Yeah, like he had his dog at the desk and all that. I mean, you don't care. I was I mean, looking. I was looking there, and I'm like, and, and not yeah. everybody's got their own style, right? Yeah, yeah. But I was looking there, and I'm like, Bill Belichick, six time Super Bowl champ, yeah. been to so many, and I'm looking at that kitchen table, and I went, How long has he had that? Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know that he didn't have that in Cleveland. He might have brought that with Rob, him to Cleveland. Yeah. But uh, I bet but, he's a really frugal guy. Oh, I guarantee it. Yeah, he won't even he won't even spend money to buy sleeves on them on them hoodies. No, I've only seen him wear one yeah. one, one hoodie. And, and I love it when he does interviews with the press <laughs> because he 
he says yes, no, maybe, and yeah. that's about it, and just drives people to the press corps. I've even Crazy. heard him say that's a bad question. That's a yeah, bad. start yeah. walking away yeah, from it. Yeah, and he said, okay, I'm done here. Him and Saban are like, and and not to give Saban too much credit, but that it's one of those you got to command the room. Well, sure. he does more than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they know if they ask a bad question, you know, he's that person's hey, gonna get shut down. Tony, what's funny is he was the only coach that was not in there. It's like Wayno said, there was that table, and then finally, I think someone said, "You need to go in there," and they tossed him a football, and he caught it, and then. Ran off the set. Yeah, I, you want yeah. you want to talk. Kraft probably gave him a call and said, "Okay, you need to appear at least one time." And all that. You know what? What was funny about that whole deal? And I don't even know if yeah. many people picked up on it. So his computer on his table was an Apple computer. Did oh, you see that? No, I didn't. see So that, it was an Apple, and he had it popped open, and yeah. and I'm like, "Uh oh, NFL runs Microsoft." You know, they got those Surface Pros or whatever. Yeah. And all of a sudden, so it's like Apple. They come back to him. Apple. They come back to him. Patriots logo over the. Over the Apple logo. Oh, really? Did I, was they like, really? <laughs> I was like, wow, I mean, there's some, marketing. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, even, even at Carson Newman, we switched from Adidas to Nike. And uh, so uh, when we you made the purge it all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you know, most of our coaches, we still had a whole bunch of uh, Adidas stuff. And, uh, you know, one time we, uh, I think I uh, uh, went to, to a game and I had the mistake of I had my Adidas uh, uh, shirt on or something like that. And uh, I was, Coach Parks came up and he said, Tony, can't do that, all right. So he had me put tape over the Adidas <laughs> <laughs> logo, and and this this is at, at Carson. Well, Carson Newman, we got a very good connection in, in Adidas, and that that uh, so you know he didn't want me to have anything that shows Adidas. I mean, our connections over at Nike, right? And so uh, so you know, it was, that was kind of a funny story with Coach Sparks. That that even happens locally. I've uh, I've talked to some administrators. Says you can wear whatever you want as long as it's Nike. That's right. That's, that's right. <laughs> it was just kind of strange. It was the first time I ever coached where, where I had a blotch of tape on my uh, <laughs> upper part of my shirt. They're like, did he rip a hole yeah, in it? Or what? Kind of strange. But, but Coach, how did you take in the draft? Like, was it, Did you do anything different, or did you sit down and watch it? Was it? I, I kind of got into it a little more. What I liked was uh, they took the Hollywood out of the, uh, uh, the draft, where the, the players were they were with their family and, and friends. And you saw, you know, the the personal side of the uh, excitement of, of being drafted. You know, you know, it used to be, you know, in the old days, you know, they used to have 17 rounds of a pick, and they did it all in one day. And uh, you know, you know, then they'd call the uh, uh, person that they signed uh, on the phone, and they may get him in touch with them that day or the next day or whatever. And, but uh, it's the the NFL draft is because of ESPN. Mm, absolutely. And somewhere, you know, seven, eight years into ESPN, they said, hey, let's, let's go ahead and do something with the draft. And it's turned it into the production that it is today, which is outstanding. But I really enjoyed it a lot more this year going back to just kind of a more personal touch with the uh, draft. Hey, Boone, uh, Laura said yesterday, and this was a comment that I hadn't heard, and, and it makes good sense. He said, she said, what I liked about it was you were seeing them in their homes and you really got to see – quote unquote where they came from sure because i think a lot of times you see you know they've signed with an agent and the agent will front them some you know a few thousand dollars and they'll have a bang up suit so you don't know did they come from from uh you know rodeo drive or did they come from uh, a rough part of you know downtown detroit you know what i'm saying yeah and and so when they went to their homes i mean it was the gamut. I mean, you remember Tua's house. Yeah. <laughs> Tua's house was a real nice Hawaiian house. Had yeah. a pool table behind him. He's all suited up. So, I mean, 
the lays on him. The, it was a you could tell that was a little bit of a ritzy situation. Yeah. But then there was other ones that was. I mean, it looked like my apartment mm-hmm. when I moved down to Maribel. I mean, it was it was a situation to where that was legitimately yeah. life changing. Right, and you know, that's what, why I enjoyed it because you got to see that, and also you, you you got to see just the emotions. You know what I hated about the NFL draft is there's always a couple guys that are expected to be drafted in that first round, all right, and all of a sudden they're, they're not being called, they're not being called, and that poor guy, you know, they're still sitting at the table and they keep focusing on that guy not getting drafted, and <laughs> so at his phone. so you know you know like Johnny Manziel. Yeah, he it, sat there forever. Aaron uh, Rodgers he, sat there forever. Right, and so yeah, because he was supposed to be a higher pick and didn't get picked till about the thirtieth pick mm-hmm. by the Packers. And so I mean, so you got away from that. And so, like I said, I just enjoyed the 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 uh, the personal style it took this year. Hey Tony, getting back to what uh, Wayne and his wife said, you, there was some criticism. Uh, too much drama. Too much uh, uh, focusing on the one bat. Bad part folk, uh, concerning the player, maybe a death, maybe uh, – did you think there – Trey Wingo seemed like he had uh, a little bit of a soap opera almost for every player. There's a couple articles came out. How do you take that? Do you think he did too much of that? Well, there was one that I didn't like on uh, uh, T. Higgins uh, that, uh, you know, when he got drafted, they kind of gave a little background. Then he, they mentioned his mother uh, it, it, it was on uh, – uh, you know, was recovering from drug addiction for for 13 years or something something like that. You don't need to be mentioning that on it. I mean, you know, you know, it's it's nice to give a little background on the family, but uh, you don't need to to, to uh, be very uh, personal like that. And so, on the most part, it wasn't bad. You like to find out a little bit, b- bit more about the guy. But when something that's kind of a family crisis type of thing. There was another yeah. guy, and his dad stepped on gravel and slipped and then went all the way out in the street and got ran over. I mean, like the third sentence out of Trey's mouth was, I'm yeah. just like, how many of these has he written down? Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of it's not necessessary. I mean, you know, they went overboard, you know, as ESPN usually <laughs> does. You know, you got kind of a good thing going. Then they start, you know, you know kind of crossing the line, and that, I thought, you know, with uh, especially with T being around from this area right here, you know, I thought that would definitely cross the line. Well, and I and I think they kind of, and I'm not trying to defend them by any stretch, yeah. but I, I think they didn't know how much time they were going to have to fill. Yeah. Uh, so they dug real deep, and so and then Trey kind of had his uh, had his wishes of what do I want to say. I mean, it's like when Jawan was drafted. Yeah. I thought they could have said a lot of things. They could have said about the six tackles he broke against South Carolina. They could have said something about, you know, the, the Hail Mary at Georgia. No. No. They what? said he had problems with two different coaching That's staffs, right. which, was a wrong, which was an inaccurate statement. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had – unless you count Brady Hoke as a different coaching staff. <laughs> but uh, but, but anyway. La- Laura had a good point, Wayno. Uh, like, we're looking at – I mean, it, it's not a major – fancy apartment and you realize first thing he's going to do is buy mama a two hundred thousand three hundred thousand dollar house that's the last time we're going to see that yeah and like that's exciting i i think i i'm i i don't know if the ratings will come up but i would say it was very highly rated this nfl draft and you know my wife carol you know who's been around football for 40 years at least and uh you know she sat and watched a lot of the draft because you know i think you know you know she enjoyed the 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 family, the personal aspect that, it, you know, this type of draft was able to produce. Hey, Tony, you're good friend, really good friends with Clemson's coach, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Dabo, uh, I've known him for many years. Uh, when I was the defense coordinator over at Samford, you know, in the summer times, I'd go ahead and uh, work uh, uh, coach, uh, no, I mean, umpire little league games in Pelham, Alabama. And for a couple of years, Jim, you know, Dabo was my assistant. And uh, so, uh, so, talking about Belichick, there's a rumor that the uh, reason he didn't draft a quarterback is he's after Clemson's big guy. Do you have like a, a limo service? Me, you, and Wayne could go over there and talk to Dabo and uh, get yeah. the scoop. Yeah, I think I think we yeah uh, we need to take Carousel's first class way. In, in fact, I got a good friend of mine, uh, Mark Parsons, who's uh, you know we we played ball together over at Maryville. Chariots he, of Hire. Yeah, from Chariots of Hire, and he he's uh, taking care of my family. Well, I mean, just he's got outstanding. Uh, limo service and all that and limousines and so uh we've done a lot of good things he's done great things and taking care of me in a lot of different areas and he's a good friend and you know just a, just a great company yeah wayne and i like connections i mean yeah we'll yeah. go to a duke basket we'll go to anything won't we wayne yeah boone and i could go from a pinto to a limo very <laughs> easily <laughs> we'd be just clean yeah in, in fact uh you we, can even wear that batman hat boone Oh man! <laughs> you know, you know, on the limo we might even put a, a Batman ins- insignia for for Boone, so that people would know that it, it, it's Robert Boone coming up right now. I got yeah. a Batman wallet that matches. Oh it. my God! Velcro. Yeah, like, we, he, he might need some counseling sessions. Hey. <laughs> I just, you know, if he's going to be Batman, I got to lose some weight. There ain't no room for chubby Robin over here. No, no, I, I'm more like the Penguin. Oh. So. <laughs> But, uh, but Coach, you know, what well, I don't know that in the two sessions we've had before, we talked about your pro team. Who's your pro team? Oh, I grew up as a Packer. Packer fan? Yeah, Packer fan. What you, what'd you Vince think about him? Uh, well, first of all, my son AJ, you know, he, he belongs to the Packer club in, nice. in Knoxville, and then he goes to all the games too and all that. And uh, I, I kind of shook my head. You didn't like the quarterback pick? Yeah, I just didn't. Uh, I can see why they're – they're doing it, all right, because, you know, they want to try to get a quality player behind them. But I still think it's it's a different situation. I think when it happened with Brett Favre and they picked Aaron Rodgers uh, to behind him, Brett was already talking about retiring. You know, right. he's only got a year or two away and all that. Uh, you know, you're not getting any of that type of talk from – from Rogers and uh, you know and you know he's he, you know where he's at right now you know he's got five six. Are you a true of, Packers fan, Tony? But here, here's what I want to say. Here's what give I me say. give me the the official nickname of Brett Favre. It's one word. Uh, you got me on that one right now. I can't remember. Favre, country, <laughs> country. Well, he's he's from Southern Miss. You knew that. <laughs> he's from Southern Miss. That's his nickname, country. But I can tell you the offensive line for the '67 Packers. And, <laughs> You know, uh, no, Jerry you Kramer, uh, Forrest Gregg, Mike Bowman, Fuzzy Thurston, who's Mike Skaronsky. Who's the center that came in and demanded a bunch of money and Lombardi said, excuse me, left the room, got on the phone and traded him to the Eagles and said, you need to leave. You're no longer a Green Bay Packer. Isn't that Bill Curry? That was Bill he, Curry. He was the center on the, on punts. Oh, who, who was I, oh. I, I know I can't remember right offhand, God. but I know the story and all that. And uh, see, back then – Lombardi was also the general manager. Yeah. And so, you know, the door on the business side, yeah, that's right, shut. it opened shut on Lombardi and all that. Status and power, yeah. it is all mine. But with the Packers, I mean, I didn't think they helped uh, Aaron Rodgers out very bit. You know, this was a uh, wide receiver rich uh, draft. They had 36 wide receivers drafted in the, in, in the NFL this year, all right? 
Packers didn't pick one wide receiver. Right. And they got him a tight end. They got him a yeah. They got him a tight end. <laughs> they got him running back. They already got two good running backs right now. They they got a running back uh, in the second round, and uh, so uh, you know, you know, I couldn't even talk to my son afterwards. Oh, he's, AJ he, he Dillon. Stopped taking, he stopped taking phone calls early <laughs> in the draft. AJ Dillon, though, I, I think he could be an Alvin Kamara type back. He could be a little scat guy, but I thought they re, they they kind of overextended uh, for Jordan Love. I, I think he would have been there later on. I don't know that they had to move up to get him. Well, yeah, and, you know, they like I said, they they, they uh, uh, made a trade, so they moved up to him. And, like, I thought that he was going to be available even at, the, you know, if they didn't do anything. So, uh, I mean, you got a lot of people shaking. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, worried about the kind of the uh, – how Aaron Rodgers is perceiving this type of move. Uh, you know, the uh, – uh, Jordan Love. I mean, he. I believe he, he led the nation in interceptions. <laughs> yeah, and he did. <laughs> uh, uh, and so that's your number one guy that you're picking. That's your number one draft pick. And so, uh, Tony, I've been really upset. The Packers. I mean, they've needed linebackers and defensive backs. I've counted four and five years in a row. Yeah, I mean, their their defense has always been. Uh, you know, you know, they played a little bit better this year and all. But I thought this was a great opportunity, really, to give uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers a lot more weapons. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they uh, – uh, you know, and especially at the wide receiver position. Maybe they could just trade with Cleveland, get OBJ. I heard he's on the block. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want distractions. And especially, you know, uh, T. Higgins from Clemson. He was he was available. I yeah. thought, you know, when oh, it got to man. the backers, I'm saying, you know, T. Higgins, uh, you, know, he, you know, he was projected as kind of a mid – First round pick and all, I fell just a little bit. Yeah, he was the first pick in the second round. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm saying to myself, there, there's the wide receiver. I mean, because I've I've talked to him several times and all that, and he's a great guy. And uh, but they didn't go for him. Tony, your center was Jim Ringo, Jim Ringo, Forrest Tucker, Fuzzy Thurston. I mean, they were just loaded. Love the Packers. Packers, you know, cheesehead. They, they <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, the, the 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 probably the only book I've read the entire. Uh, my entire life was Jerry Kramer's uh, instant replay, awesome. and that's a that's a. Do you awesome have a cheesehead at home? No, no, no. You imagine me walking around with a cheesehead. I have a Brett Favre uh, football card, and he's wearing a cheesehead. <laughs> There's a lot of things Brett Favre wears. Or <laughs> <Yeah>. country, <laughs> country. But hey, as uh, as we're gonna keep it country, we're gonna take a break, listen to these great sponsors. Then when we come back, a little start bench bench cut with Coach Tony Iruly. I think it's going to be fun. You don't want to miss it. Come on back. You're listening to the Wednesday edition of The Grind. We'll be right back. a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Livestock is essential to America, and Rule King is working hard to provide your essential livestock supplies. You can buy online at RuleKing.com and pick it up at the store. And we're taking extra steps to provide a safer shopping experience for you and our associates. 
Real King is open every day from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. with the first hour reserved for our most at-risk customers. And please remember to practice social distancing. Rule King, America's farm and home store. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work? Or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Your local Blount County Community Food Connection is still open serving local families in time of need and hardship. We provide prepackaged groceries to help meet your nutritional and dietary needs. The Community Food Connection is open Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon for drive-up delivery only. Residents are asked to remain in their vehicle so that our volunteers may safely distribute the food. Directions as to how to enter and depart the facility will be clearly displayed. We thank you for your cooperation and look forward to serving you at your Blunt County Community Food Connection. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner and Coach Tony Iruli in studio talking it out right here on a Wednesday edition. Guys, start bench cut going to take place here, and, and we're going to spin it up a little bit. As uh, as three people doing start bench cut, we might get through like two topics. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let Boone and Coach Iruli all right Booner battle it out and so, and I'm gonna give a winner loser here. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you and the good thing is you're either the first winner or the first loser. Either way, <laughs> uh, it's a good it's a good place to be. But we're gonna start bench cut right here now, Coach. Do you yeah. understand the you're gonna the one that is most likely to you or the one you care for the most sure. is the start. Gotcha. You bench the number two spot. It, you could say gold, silver, bronze. You could do whatever. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and, and then the one you're just like, that's ah, that's trash. Booner, there's like Oklahoma drill in college right now. All right, <laughs> Tony, I'm, I'm focused just, in. You're just glad there's glass right here, right, Booner? <laughs> Tony, go. For this it, is man. really noble of Wayno, but. I fear it's retribution he's seeking. Uh-oh. You know Uh-oh. who the retribution is oh against. Oh, my God. Okay, here's no. your shot, Big Daddy. Start- Slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> Start bench cut right here. Better backyard for Vols to steal recruits for. Over the last three days, they've done a hat trick, a little trifecta. They've stolen a five-star out of Alabama mm. and a four-star out of Florida and Georgia or off their commit list or off their watch list. Georgia, Florida, or Alabama? Let's start with Coach. Start bench cut. Start, uh, I would say uh, Alabama. Uh, two would be Georgia, and uh, cut would be Florida. Always cut Florida. Always cut Florida. <laughs> all that. 
Go ahead, Boom. Sir, you're you're speaking overall. Yeah, just who, yeah. who, who do you feel like makes the biggest advantage for Tennessee to rip off their recruits? Uh, Cozy Coleman, Jamal Lewis. We've rated the years we've been really, really good. We've had the offensive linemen that just knocked people flat, pancaked them. We went into Georgia and we walked out there at the five star studs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start Georgia. I'm going to bench Florida. And for some reason, except for T. Martin, we've had the awfulest time of beating Alabama out of any of those guys. So hey, I'm going to cut Bama. Jason Swain, guy who comes on right after us, came out of the state of Alabama. I, I think when we get, uh, when uh, Tennessee signs someone from Alabama, beats Alabama out of recruit, I think that's a big impact. Now, I know we got him Juco, but didn't Leonard Little come out of Alabama? North Carolina. North Carolina, okay. that's right. Well, point for you, Boone. Good, good, good job, Booner. <laughs> All right, number two. And, Coach, yeah. th- there's two of these that are, like, completely off the reservation because I just – why not do food? Why not do sure, movies? Sure. It's morning. Uh, number two, ice cream cone, popsicle, or milkshake? Start bench cut. Oh, I, I think uh, uh, milkshake. Start. Oh, start. Absolutely. Okay. Bench, ice cream cone, cut, popsicle. Yeah, because it's just flavored ice, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just ice with – flavor on it <laughs> what you got boone come on try to beat that booner i'm wondering what that tarantula over there in that next room has up his sleeve <laughs> <laughs> come on you don't you it. don't have snow cones in here oh my nah, god if it's snow cones well you can make a snow cone out I of a popsicle you, right hey i tell you what if you want to go and get a great uh uh shaved ice cone uh, i forget the name of the place but i go there is about it right every, over here the little trailer thing it, it's it's one uh, around the uh the, the uh, five points Oh. Off of Broadway. Okay. I mean, that's a great place. I go about there every other day. They they know me by first name now. Right. What you got, Boone? Um, very quickly, repeat them again. Ice cream, popsicle, and milkshake. Um, milkshake. I'm going to start. Man, if it's vanilla, oh, it's Matching killer. Them up. It's killer. He's copying me already. I'm going to do a popsicle on my bench. And every time I have an ice cream cone, it's hot, and it's in the winter, and I'm like, God, I'm so thirsty. Why, why did I even huh? eat this? It makes me even more what thirsty. The, the wow. I, I'll tell you, after after two start bench cuts, I thought I had a, a handle on it, and then I just swayed back the other way. But this one will probably clear yeah. me up. Better all-time NFL linebacker. Or we can just say all-time wherever you want to look at their stats. You better have Buckus in there. Dick Buckus. Yes, yes. Lawrence Taylor. Ray Lewis. I, I felt like I crossed so I, – yes. I gave every generation one. I'd say one, Dick Buckus, no doubt about it. Uh, I mean, he was dominant player. Uh, he was difference maker. And they, they got awards named after him. Uh, At all three levels. That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, bench, I would go uh, Lawrence Taylor. I mean, when he played, he was a difference maker. When, when, uh, yeah, ask Joe Thousman. Yeah, yeah. When, ooh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Too late. When uh, most NFL defenses were like a 4-3, he, he joins the, the Giants, and they went to a 3-4. He made him an outside linebacker where he could rush off the edge and open space or drop. And he changed – a lot of defenses started copying that type of defense. And uh, he was a difference maker. And, uh, you know, uh, you, and it was a good thing they didn't have the NFL drug test when he played there. <laughs> but but – uh, and then I would go ahead and, and uh, cut Ray Lewis. Cutting Ray Lewis. Book That's in right. Super Bowls. That's right. That's right. <laughs> what do you got, Boone? I've got uh, an idea. Obviously, I'm self-medicating. Oh, no. With the yeah. <laughs> answers that I'm throwing out here. Um, 
hey, until you until you show me a linebacker that can go into a big pile and every time come out there with blood on his mouth and that football under his arm, I'm going to be picking starting buckets. I'm going to um, bench Ray Lewis, and I'm going to cut LT. And it's uh, it's only because I've read a lot, and I'm just glad he's Shocker. alive. I'm glad he's alive. Yeah. I'm yeah. so glad he's alive. But when, when when you play with a little bit of enhancement, and that body's moving a million miles an hour, mm-hmm. you're kind of in a different ballpark than the other guys, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Wow. So, there again. We're, we, we're we could have a whole session on that spinning. one. And you did hear me say the word self-medicating, right? <laughs> Hey, let's let's move through this next one. Just kind of bang, bang, bang. I want to get to the last one. Best mob slash bad boy actor. Why would you ask that type of question? Well, because since you're, I'm here. Because you're I'm a Sopranos a, fan. Yeah, since I'm an Italian Catholic well, here. All right. Hey, perspectives all, all we need. <laughs> but James Gandolfini, Sopranos, Al Pacino, Scarface, or Robert De Niro's Casino. No doubt. Hey. Part of the staying at home is um, I've Sup- gone ahead and I've uh, binge watched The Sopranos, and there's no doubt about it. James Gaudafini. All right. Uh, second, I would say uh, uh, bench. I would bench Al Pacino. Okay. Uh, he he was uh, in Scarface and God and The Godfather and so. The Godfather. Yeah, like you know he's got a connection there. But Scarface, he was. Playing a really sick <laughs> yeah. individual, Tony, and, and hey, and his name's Tony. That's right. <laughs> and then I'd go ahead and cut uh, Robert De Niro. What you got, Boone? Let's kind of bang. I'm going bang, to start uh, Pacino because of his range. He plays so many different ones, and he he gets me to really side with him. I'm going to bench uh, Sopranos. I'm going to cut De Niro because, man, when I watch a mobster Nobody movie, likes him, De Niro. Yeah, he scares yeah. me to death. De Niro? De Niro does? I'm too, yeah. I mean, watch he, Meet the Parents. You'll get you'll get right over that. He's, he <laughs> destroys people and buries them out in the desert, and I'm like, Ew, I don't, hey, not uh, only hey, if uh, your name's Joe Pesci. Hey, Booner, I just got a text here. I got a couple people from New Jersey coming down and want to meet you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> uh, hey, how's hey, your uh, – uh, give, me, give me your address again. How's your? Uh, how you gonna wear a Batman hat and be scared of anybody? I'm just saying. But uh, last last one, we've got about a minute. Biggest long shot in sports: Browns win the Super Bowl, a LeBron-less Cavs team wins the NBA, or the Oakland Athletics wins the World Series. Let's. Uh, I gotta grade you guys. So about thirty seconds, Coach. I say bang. Uh, start uh, be Le- LeBronless Cavs. Mm. I mean, he, ever since he's uh, left there. Both times, I mean, they've dropped down to not very much. Right. Then the second one was was the uh, what were the other two choices? Browns win the Super Bowl, and then the Oakland A's win the World Series. I'd say uh, Oakland A's win the World Series, and the Browns are the Browns. Cut the Browns. <laughs> what do you say, Boone? No matter what you do, until World Be Free and Le- LeBron are on the same team, team with the uh, Cavs ain't gonna happen. I'm gonna start the Cavs. Um. I'm going to bench. We're going to run out of time. Who's my other one? We're going to run out of time. I'm going to cut. and the A's. <laughs> uh, I'm going to bench the Browns because Haslam's associated with them, and I'm going to cut the A's. I just feel like the A's, they they use their bean counting, and it can work at some point. I'm going to give the win to, to Coach Iruly. One, Boone, is because you cut anything that involved ice cream. That's where the, the decision that was, was made. The line when right you there. pick popsicles on I your bench, I knew you. I agree with that one. Yeah, so boom. I was self medicating too much. <laughs> you, you, you and Lawrence Taylor.
Hey, if, if you like what you've heard and want to hear more, check us out on our website, thegrindonsports.com. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on. We'll see you tomorrow. You don't want to miss it. <laughs>